0: It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk a little bit about that which we love, corporate America, or really any workplace. What we talk about applies to really any organization, any type, any industry, because our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplaces, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get into our latest cubicle insanity. Kim? Let's go. Okay. So Kim, I don't know how LinkedIn knows what I'm going to be interested in, but it sometimes recommends different posts. Big brother. Yeah. A little bit of, of that going on in my LinkedIn. And so it um, showed me this article was obviously done uh, here in 2018. And it's about the Philadelphia Eagles and what contributed to their... Uh, win of the Super Bowl, hmm. emotional intelligence.
1: Emotional intelligence. They didn't seem
0: very emotional when they were playing, right? They were spot on. Um, so I cannot say that I'm an expert in emotional intelligence. I've heard of it, you know, this, that, and the other, right? Books on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, and so I thought, well, oh, this will be interesting. Like, what? How does emotional intelligence play into? Yeah. The Super Bowl win. So. Um, I'm going to quote it a, a little bit here um, as we chat through emotional intelligence um, about what this this post said. So, uh, a quote from Doug Peterson, who is the uh, head coach of the Eagles, he said, One man can make a difference, but a team can make a miracle.
1: Hey, yeah, that's true. It We've is. We've seen that in American athletics time after time.
0: All the time. And um, I, there's so many different quotes like this. Like, uh, the... Some is bigger than the parts. Right. Uh, I know there's other cliches like that. So, um, and so this is what he says. Okay. Um, And so when they took a look at it, um, they actually went back to the owner Mm -hmm. whose name is apparently Jeffrey Lurie. And when he went to hire a new head coach and when he ended up hiring Doug Peterson, and so the owner said, you know, when he was looking for a new coach, um, that he really was looking for emotional intelligence and he used those words and, um, he wanted somebody with the ability to open their heart to the players. Hmm. And at the time when he said this, cause apparently this was in articles and whatever, he was quoted saying this, um, that other folks within the NFL kind of laughed at him like, Okay, don't you want a coach that's going to make your team win?
1: Yeah, you think like in athletics you think about a coach that hardcore, screaming, yelling, hey, you know what? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, lots of great experience, right. you yeah. know, led maybe other teams yeah. to, yeah. you know, wins and whatnot. Um so they kind of made fun of him. But uh when it came down to it, that emotional intelligence was really the way in which um the the team and the leadership Won this great victory. This mm-hmm. this uh, became world champions yeah. in okay. the in the NFL. Um, and so the definition here for emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically.
1: Hmm.
0: So I feel like I can make the tie. Easily to a corporate leader or, you know, the leader of an organization, but to a pro football team, I get it. Like that seems a little not top of the list when you're looking for a coach. Yeah. Yep. Because you think, uh, I sort of say, yeah, Yeah. Ah. right. I mean, because your gut says. That's not top of the list. Right.
1: Because the top of the list, you think, oh, okay, it's all about winning, winning, winning. But why is that any different than corporate America yes. or any other for-profit organization or nonprofit profit that's trying to do good, win, is doing good. So...
0: Yeah. Yeah. And... So it causes you to pause. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so at first I'm like, yeah, that is kind of weird. Like, yeah. so if I'm looking for a football coach, yeah, nope, I think I should be looking for these things. So... Um, you know, kudos, Jeffrey Lurie, um, on stepping back and being brave to, you know, kind of consider these other is it, it's not really a skill, uh, these other attributes, yeah, um, that you want to have in a leader because honestly, aren't most things in life about relationships? Absolutely. So, okay, that seems, yeah. So, as I was reading through this, I'm like, okay, I'm buying in more and more. And, you know, my heart is growing for uh, the Eagles, not really an Eagles fan, but as I read this, I was like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and so uh, the the person writing this is like, so if you were in a leadership position, um, <laughs> I thought this was a, a cute way to phrase it. You have likely taken the time to become acutely self-aware, mindful, and empathetic, hmm. which made me laugh. Like, I'm yeah. like, I know a lot of leaders that probably have not. Exactly. I mean, that's maybe a wrong assumption yep. there. He goes on to say, if you have not yet focused your attention on this, it's time to do so now. All capitals screaming at you. <laughs> or more like yesterday. Yeah. Because he says, you cannot lead your team to victory without having their trust.
1: Absolutely. Okay. We have covered this numerous Different times, yeah. whether it's other management books or like leadership type books, mm-hmm. other articles, interviews, interviews, right?
0: Like it all comes down to trust, trust in these relationships. Yep. So uh, it's, very quickly, I was buying into emotional intelligence yeah. In uh, in looking for a head coach. And honestly, Kim, okay, so how different is a head coach from you know, like a C-level at a organization.
1: There isn't any, based upon the way that this has been described and paralleled.
0: Right. Because you have people in positions who uh, should be worrying about the details. Like, okay, I'm no expert here, so this may not come off exactly how it's supposed to. But, yeah. like, you have a quarterback coach who focuses specifically on the quarterback and what they need to do yeah. to be successful. And you have, you know, your defensive coaches and your offensive coaches and whatever that get into the details of the specifics of what they need to do. So for a head coach, they really shouldn't be worried about all those little details, Mm -hmm. but really the overall team and how they function. Okay. That's not that C levels always stay at that level, right? but that's really um, where they should be. Um, So they go on to describe, uh, Peterson, the head coach Doug Peterson. And they say that he is honest and forthright with the team and he is incredibly transparent about his own process. Okay. Obvious, right, that leaders right. should do this? Um his belief in team and the importance of relationships within the team were quickly adopted by the players. It's that whole top down, right? Right. If yep. you see it demonstrated and reinforced, yep, then it's easy for the whole for yeah. the whole team to pick up.
1: And like we've talked about before, he if you believe, yeah, right, and you can communicate your belief of what you want to do, then people will follow it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in the episode about servant leadership, uh, the v visionary, of course, mm-hmm. I've been thinking about nonstop every time yeah. I think about something. Like, oh, visionary! Yeah, it's very visionary. Right. Because you're Answer. seeing this bigger picture and into the future about yeah. the value of this.
1: Yep.
0: Um. So the the example they gave uh, that this Doug Peterson, the head coach, did is he installed a basketball arcade game in their locker room, which seems a, a little odd. And I would agree, like grown men playing football. But now they have this arcade game in there. And his whole purpose was it keeps the players around the locker room hanging out in a very casual um, relaxed, fun way
1: mm-hmm.
0: building relationships.
1: Yeah, so it's not all about work. It's also about having a little fun at work.
0: Yeah, yep. absolutely. And um, it, you know, team building. Now, I probably am the, yeah. I'm the first person who, if there's this team building on some agenda, I'm the first one to go. Oh, are you kidding?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think most of us are like really
0: right. Like, oh, I have no more fun facts about myself. Yeah, stop. Um. But that's more in a forced type of way where if we did things like this that are, I mean, essentially it's a team building activity. Um, If we did them in these sort of casual and relaxed ways, then it gives you a different feel about building relationships with your coworkers.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting because if, I mean, neither of us work at Google, but we have all heard about. Like what goes on at Google, like they've got beanbag chairs or they've got arcade games and they've yeah. got all ping pong tables or whatever. So, are they ahead of their time in their thinking?
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So, the other thing is going back to, you know, uh, sort of more of a corporate setting. Yeah. I mean, if you're at a place and let's say they do have like arcade games or a ping pong table or whatever, if people are doing it, like let's say at two o'clock in the afternoon, what's your first thought?
1: Well, I'm old school, so my first <laughs> thought is, why are they wasting time?
0: Right? Why are they not working? Yeah. Yeah. Where really build, we've said this before, yep. building relationships yep. is not unproductive time. Right. For that episode. Yeah. That really, there's so much value in building those relationships. Yeah. Case in point, Philadelphia yep. Eagles and Doug Peterson. Um, But I'm not going to lie. I think my first reaction, like if I see two o'clock in the afternoon, some people sitting around playing a game or whatever, I'm going to be like. Oh my gosh, like what kind of job do they have that (laughs) that they can sit around and and do whatever? They
1: have capacity. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. So um, we need to switch the way we're thinking um, and make it okay for that. The time spent building relationships is is valuable, is part of your job, is good. Um, So that... Okay, so this is, so we've sort of laid the ground here of how he's used this emotional intelligence to create this different sort of like team environment. Mm -hmm. And it showed through um, a lot of, so, you know, they're going to the Super Bowl, they win the Super Bowl. So all kinds of the players from the Eagles are being um, interviewed before and after the game. And a lot of the players in their interviews talk about, uh, these words come up all the time, love, brotherhood, and fun at work. Hmm and as they talk about their teammates they um are very they're appreciative of whatever that teammate has done for them or the team yeah and the focus is on the team um they they admire one another and you can tell that when they're they're talking about each other and they really believe that those things led them to their victory yeah like a lot of times um again in this post he goes on to say they're not talking about all the football skills they have, but really more about uh, how the how the team was built. Mm-hmm. So when I think about work and, like, even my coworkers or, you know, previous jobs I've had,
1: yeah.
0: if we talk about success, like, a, you know, some successful project or some big win, we definitely did not use words like love, brotherhood, and fun at work. No. I feel like it was probably more like, thank God it's over. Thank
1: God it's over. This was a grind. Okay, check, done, time to... Yep.
0: Yeah. And it makes me uh, like a little bit jealous, like that they that's how they feel about going to work. Yeah. And about the people they work with. Yeah. Because you know that on that team, and I don't know how many people are on a football team, but there's it seems like a ton when they're on the sidelines. Right. Um, You know that like not everybody really gets along, but yet for the team. Yeah. That's not what they're conveying, you know. Like you're only hearing these other stories, so I would like to work there. Like that sounds amazing. Yes. Um. Okay. So Peter Doug Peterson he shared um a couple of ways in which he um exercises his emotional intelligence. Uh, Number one, be visible. Hmm. So he says it's the only way you can begin to build relationships. Um. So he. Talks about how he walks around the locker room, which is really where the players hang out, not where the coaches hang out. But he'll walk around the locker room on a daily basis and, you know, tells his other coaches, like, go hang out in there and, you know, get to know the players off the field, you know, in in sort of their comfort zones. So, Kim, in the places you've worked, would you describe leadership as visible?
1: Uh, The only place I've seen it is truly on a manufacturing floor. I've seen good managers go walk the floor and talk to the employees, but if I think about office settings, no. No.
0: And I will add this. If you have seen them become visible, it's almost like everyone turns and puts their head down like, oh, I'm working so hard.
1: Yep. It's like, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> <I> <laughs> or, oh they my God, buy. they're coming. Or are they with HR? <laughs> am I being fired? You know, all kinds of crazy thoughts go through your head.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. So I think that's really interesting. And um, I'll share a side note story that I just recently heard about the Milwaukee Bucks. And so they have a new head coach. And um, so he was, you know, he gets named as the head coach recently. And he talks about how um, he goes into the to the locker room after the game to give sort of, I'm not his words, these are mine, but timely feedback. Like, you know, good job on this, or we'll have to watch the tape on that. But to act, he goes into yeah. the locker room after the game and, and talks with the players, like, immediately following the game, um, which apparently is very different than the prior head coach who never set foot, you know, in mm. the in the locker room. And just sort of um, the the guy who's written for the Bucks for, you know, how long even was like, it's such a different feel and such a different, you know, sort of camaraderie yeah. to have the coach be in there and, you know, having those one-on-one conversations yeah. with, you know, each of the players and things like that. so. Huh. Um, be visible. It has an impact. Well, and then when you do show up, people aren't scared of you. Right. <laughs> um, the two, number two, he says, have empathy. And he says, I know when it's time to give the players a break. And he attributes that to, I, I was a player. I know what it's like to be a player. And so I know how they're feeling. I know what they're going through. And, you know, if they need... Uh, a mental health day or, you know, like to be cut yeah. a break, you know, at a certain point, then he'll do it. He has empathy for the players. And I, I mean, I have had bosses who've had empathy for, you know, whatever situation I've right. been in. And honestly, I feel like that means so much, whether it's something, you know, happening in my personal life or something happening at work. And mm-hmm. they're, they're like, Oh yeah, I understand. Don't worry about, you know, we'll help you get through this or yep. whatever. That has had a big impact, I think, on me in that moment and my feelings about that person.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because they care.
0: Because they care.
1: And that's what as humans, it's kind of what we all want is to know people care.
0: Yeah. And so even if you're a leader, even if you're a people manager, you want that same thing. Right. So it's not that hard to to give back in that same way. Right. So um and uh so lastly he goes on to say that um also, something that he uh, understands, you know, kind of played into this is the underdog complex. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was cute. Um, Some
1: motivation. It is. It is a yeah. good
0: motivation, you know? Like, and in and, and building that team, I'm sure that, you know, he sort of reminded, not used against, but reminded them that, you know, people don't look at us as, you know, world champions. Yeah. They look at us as this, but we can do it. I mean, yeah. why can't we do it? Why can't we? And Absolutely. So, you know, a great way to encourage the team and if they know that he believes, it's easier for them. Right. To to believe too. Yep. Um they do go on and I, um I have told you I have a little soft spot for Carson Wentz <laughs> uh being from North Dakota. And uh so there's some really nice words in this post also about him and how he, you know, um had this injury. So he was their starting quarterback doing great. Mm-hmm. He has an injury. He's out for the season. Mm. And so the backup quarterback steps in. But because of all of this, uh, team building and all these relationships that they've been developing, he doesn't like back away from the team and not stay involved. He was right there by the, you know, backup quarterback trying to help him as much as he could to, you know, step in and obviously it worked because. And they... be
1: successful. So he wasn't afraid of someone taking his, his job.
0: Yeah, Exactly. He, he wanted to see the team be successful, Yeah, and the way that was going to happen is if this new quarterback was successful. Yeah. That's hard.
1: Yeah. Didn't make it about him, and that he mm-hmm. wasn't the star, and the, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, while I mean, I love to give him kudos. That, I mean, even in our corporate environment, that's hard to do. Yeah. If you see somebody else getting opportunities, maybe, or getting recognition, sometimes we have a hard time being part of the team. and. And recognizing how that helps the team, but yeah. rather we feel like we're being slighted or right. yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so the focusing on their relationships and all of this, that's you know really how they describe the reason that they uh, they won, and in fact, it says that they were led uh, by something higher than themselves with purpose. Hmm. So I think that um, at, in corporate America, so probably even on teams, you know, other teams, because we're just talking about the Eagles here and, yeah. and their Doug, their coach, Doug Peterson, who and his approach. But I don't think that we're always so clear on our purpose in corporate America either or right. in our organizations, whatever we're doing.
1: Our purpose, our mission.
0: Yeah. So back to our visionary leaders. Yep. If they also have emotional intelligence. Yeah. Wow. Sky's the limit. Right. Um, okay. So, Kim, um, this is a little bit of the state the obvious. I want to go through, according to this post, that he kind of calls out um, what you can do. So, based on kind of reviewing what happened with the Eagles, what happened with Doug Peterson, and how he led the team, um, here's what you can do. Okay? You ready? Ready. Okay.
1: Let's state the obvious.
0: Number one, practice self-awareness in order to achieve emotional intel- intelligence. Do you practice self-awareness?
1: Uh, I try. Yeah. I try. Yep.
0: I try too. But I will admit, I get caught up in what's happening. Yeah. Or the, yep. you know, the yeah. situation. Right. And have to then, you know, rein back yep. and go. Yep. Okay. Tammy. Yeah. Um, number two, exercise empathy. So put yourself in your team member's shoes and look through their lens. I th- I will say there are times, and I can think of some, where I get maybe a little judgy.
1: We've all been there. We all do it.
0: Right? Yeah. And so if we think about what is happening to that person or, you know, they've been put in a different position, so they're approaching it this way.
1: Yeah.
0: And some of that is, again, just that team building and relationships and communication yeah. to understand that. But, yeah. you know, look at it from their, uh, their side. Number three, create a culture of transparency. Stay visible and grow trusted by your team. And when I read this, it reminded me of a story you told. And it might have been like your first sort of HR job and how people sort of like avoided you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this story? Yeah. But then once you started like hanging around and yeah. bumping into people and right. it yeah. changed things.
1: Yeah. I mean, they would literally would go around the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> To not go by the HR office.
0: Yeah. So being transparent, you created this culture where you were going to be walking around and handling around with them. No,
1: I went and walked to them.
0: (laughs) You're going to avoid me? I'll come find you. I'll find you. Uh, And it worked. So uh, there was an example. Um, Number four, invest time in the relationships you have with your team members and give freedom for relationships to grow between them.
1: So that's um, that's an interesting one, okay. Because I, I think um, I wholeheartedly agree with it, right? the 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 challenge with it, though, is is sometimes there's people on the team that, personality wise, you just don't click with. Yeah. So how do you you know how do you transparently and genuinely? invest time in that relationship if you just don't really like that other person.
0: Okay, that might be a whole other podcast. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's a challenge, right? Because you just think about like any sports team or any team in general. In general, most everybody is a pretty good fit, but there may at times be one or two people that either transferred in from another department and just are, like not happy to be there.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Or whatever the circumstances are. Mm-hmm. So that one's that one can be hard at times, but I fully believe you should invest the time.
0: Yeah. And I think that also goes back to, you know, not being judgy about those people playing ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um number 5. Never allow adversity to get you or your team down. Change the narrative. To see challenges as opportunities. Yeah. So this is a little bit of that... A uh, um,
1: little bit of the underdog. Underdog, thank yeah. you.
0: The underdog complex. Yeah. And I do think we... In some cultures, it's okay to sort of express that negative uh, opinion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then that sometimes that wins. Yeah. Um, so... I like uh, the change the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. It might be true, but there's a flip side to it. So how do you handle it?
1: You've seen where there's been adversity that's created, because of the adversity, it's created a better outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Number six. The last one. Provide a purpose higher than self. Give your team the opportunity to align with something mission driven. It will elevate them. Hmm right yep i feel like so a lot of these things i mean interestingly are themes that we have talked about before yeah. from different angles right. from different books or different yep. things um but i mean even like as the team so we've talked about like you know even um goals and performance management a little bit and and helping each you know the individuals to right. you know become the best they can be and you know, it's not performance uh, evaluations, performance elevation. elevation. So to me, this yeah. is the same thing, but just as a team, and the back to the visionary. Yep. You know? And
1: also setting the purpose or the goals higher. Don't just kind of yeah mail it in or you know right. Don't set the bar be, too low. Be a sandbagger.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you've also given the example of a business unit that you were working with, where the goal was super high. Yeah. But it was. You know, surpassed an achievement, yeah. but, you know, initially everybody was like, well, we can't do that. Yeah, like, we, that's yeah. crazy. Right. Yep. So, but set them high because you don't know what could happen. Right. All right. So, uh, Kim, uh, those six things we can take back and uh, try to weave into our days, into our culture.
1: Yep. Those are uh, six great things to think about. Pretty, Pretty obvious once they're stated, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, okay. I think that's 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 a wrap. So, That's it. Thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our active military and our veterans. And please stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.